0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're just moments away
1: as the biggest night in the history of this great organization.
0: Are you ready?
1: No, I said, are you
0: ready? Hey yo, smart marks, what's a smart mark,
1: a mark with a high IQ? are so back in town and we ain't in town to mess around. To be the man, you gotta beat the man and I'm
0: saying, whoo, right here, I'm the man. That's hard time. Ooh, yeah. And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania in the largest part of the world run wild on you?
1: Rest in D. Oh my God! If the you just
0: made the list! The God Almighty! The God Almighty has killed
1: Oh my God! The God is witness! He is broken in half! It's heating up here! There's a soft rock! I'm glad the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you smell
0: what The Rock is cooking! To the Slop Drop! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Slop Drop. I am Nathan Rogers, and as always, joined by my co-host, the voice of the Twin Lakes Sports Network, David the Loose Cannon McBee.
1: I don't know how much of a voice I have right now with all the uh, basketball games we've been calling this week, but uh, we're going to do our best tonight.
0: Yeah, for those that don't know, I know we, we're starting to gain some gain some followers and uh some people that like our Facebook page and on Twitter that are not from where we're at, but we have a sister page called the Twin Lake Sports Network and we do high school basketball games, football games and and whatnot. And David and I have been pretty busy the last week at a tournament and David's put in some time at the uh the old booth.
1: Well, we got one more night of basketball, but uh a lot going on in basketball, but a lot going along right now in uh, pro wrestling. It's WrestleMania season.
0: A lot going on in pro wrestling, especially this week. You got uh getting ready for the elimination chamber this Sunday. Also know that uh, the UFC and Bellator both have events this Sun uh this weekend as well. But uh speaking of wrestling, let's let's start off with our weekly review, starting off with Raw. Started off with Becky Lynch and Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, doing the old, you owe us an apology thing. Um, again, we talked about this a little bit of last week. It reminds us a lot of the Stone Cold feud he had with the McMahons. And and uh, she hem hauled around the whole show and then basically came out to the end and apologized. We'll, we'll get to the end later. But I just, again, really wasn't impressed with Raw this week.
1: Yeah, it's almost been. It seems like three hours is just a little bit too long. Um, not not impressed by it this week. If I was to rate it, I'd probably give it a C minus. Uh, honestly, just an average show when you consider the time of the year it is. Usually, it's a lot hotter and the storylines are developing. There's still a lot left out, just wide open. So maybe this weekend with the Elimination Chamber, things will clear up.
0: I think C minus is a pretty fair grade. Of course, we saw uh, Nia Jax and Tamina and Bailey and Sasha and the Riot Squad, who will be competing this weekend. Uh, again, nothing impressive there. Elias had a little issue with the Lucha House Party. I don't know what the Drifter Elias has done to the WWE, but he is one of the top heels. Could be one of the top heels. And again, I don't. What are they doing with him? They with the Lucha House Party and Jeff Jarrett when he should have gold around his waist.
1: Yeah, Jarrett, Lucha House Party, the road dog. Uh, what, what is up with the booking on Elias? I mean, he gets some of the best crowd pops out there, but for some reason unable to get a push from the back office at this time.
0: I think it was, it was right before they turned him face the last time. I, th- I think they were in Portland maybe a few months ago. He had that place booing him. They were booing for so long, so loud. It was messing up the time uh, that he couldn't talk over I mean, he gets that much of a reaction out of a crowd. Was doing pretty good as a face and for whatever reason turned him heel again and seemed to be burying him right back down to the mid-card.
1: To me, it just seems like inconsistent booking, you know, the – like you said, he's really going good as a uh, heel, then he's moved to a face. To me, are they going to turn him into the new big show where he's going to have 20 character turns in two years?
0: Possibly. Now, speaking of face and heel and heel and face, I don't know what the heck was up with Dean Ambrose. Um, after the uh, Ruby, Ryan, and Nikki Cross thing, which – you know, they got Ruby versus Ronda this weekend at the chamber for the women's title. I don't know where they pulled that out of. There hasn't been any storyline there at all. They're just like, uh, Ruby will work. We'll just be, use her. So I don't know what their plan is for that or why they're even choosing her. I mean, nothing against Ruby, right? She's very talented. But why throw someone in just for the heck of it? Uh, well, let's just know.
1: sacrifice your best heel – um, group that you have there. You know, you had Rhonda defeat um, two of the Riot Squad members in less than five minutes, and now you're going to throw out the sacrificial lamb, uh, Ruby Riot. To me, I mean, again, inconsistent, making absolutely no sense. Instead, you're going to feed her to Ronda.
0: Yeah, and that's the, really the only story they've got. And, and is that worthy of a pay-per-view match? Oh, you beat my buddies up within five minutes, so I'm going to you know, deceit. I don't know. Uh you know, Cross needs to be pushed. She's she's a good crowd favorite. She's very talented, and the rest of her buddies at Sanity, you know, where have they been over on SmackDown? Who knows? But as I mentioned a second ago, uh, Dean Ambrose and EC3 again. I would like to see more of EC3 instead. Ambrose, who's leaving, supposedly leaving, maybe leaving. Pins EC3 gets the win, and we we see a, a face turn possibly. I, I read where he went off script a little bit. He was supposed to say a little bit more to Seth and what he did and basically just said, I just, you know, slay the beast, and he left it at that and got a little pop out of the crowd. Well, does that make him a face now, or what about EC3? What's happening there? So, I don't know. I, they need to use EC3 a little bit better, especially if Ambrose is leaving. I'm not saying bury him, but don't keep putting him over a guy that's going to be with you longer than what Ambrose is going to be, if in fact he's leaving, that's just my opinion.
1: Well, who knows what they're doing with Ambrose? Of course, word was out that uh, he was actually going to be booked with a intergender match with Nia Jax that was going to take place in our home state of Arkansas. Then it, apparently that match is off, and then you're putting you bring in a new talent like EC3 that you built up in NXT. Also, he's got you know a great look to him, and then you have Ambrose beat him. I mean. To me, again, doesn't make sense. Why Why are you bringing these people in? You're supposed to push them, turn them into stars instead. Oh, let's feed them to Ambrose. Same old stuff. I thought this was the new era. Something new. Something fresh. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then,
0: now, and forever. Yeah. New faces, new matches. Wrong. Uh, Back to that match, you know, I typically don't go to house shows. I like to go to televised events, but I was going to go to that because it was starting to pick up a little steam in the media about the the big intergender match that the WWE was putting on. And uh, once it got out and it started catching wind, the WWE kind of squashed that. So I decided to to not go to that and kind of glad I didn't, but uh, yeah, I I was going to go and maybe do some, uh, something live there for the slop drop, but that match has been pulled according to the the interwebs.
1: Yeah. Just uh, still a lot of inconsistent booking from week to week. I do Is that, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's just the WWE messing with everyone uh, trying to build up a little controversy by Dean Ambrose, because apparently he's not able to get any controversy on his own, even though he's supposed to be, The new loose cannon.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, the best part of Raw, I thought, in my opinion, was the revival. I'm a big fan of Bobby Roode. Uh, You know, him and Gable, they threw them together for whatever reason to make a tag team when there's legit tag teams they could be using, and they could be using them uh, somewhere else, but that's, that's besides the point. Revival finally wins gold. And the first thing I thought of was, okay, is this because they were threatening to leave, and the WWE want to keep them, or, you know, were they were they just using that kind of a way to build up to this point about them, kind of on a losing streak week after week, and then finally them them winning the gold. What I don't understand is why they did it on a Monday Night Raw. They could have booked that match uh, this Sunday at an Elimination Chamber, and could have had a pay per view. Uh, title match right there, but but said we got it Monday night. Not going to complain about that because that's probably one of the best things about Raw. But uh, they're not even on the card Sunday, so you got new champs that's not going to be able to be a part of the pay per view.
1: New champs that's not being booked. Uh, who else does that remind us of?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's over on SmackDown to to jump over before we jump to SmackDown. <clears throat> let's go back to Raw with uh, Lynch. Rousey, and uh, Charlotte. As we mentioned earlier, Triple H comes out a few weeks ago. New faces, fresh matches, blah, blah, blah. And you and I talked about that the rumor was going to be a triple threat between Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey, and Vince confirmed that Monday night. Look, I get it. I understand why. Vince, or who, uh, why he wants that. You know, Rousey's still green. You got two good wrestlers like Charlotte and Becky. They can carry, they can make it, they can really have a good match. But why'd you put the title on Rousey so soon if she's not capable of carrying a match? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I would have rather seen Charlotte and Oscar have a title match at Mania and then Rousey and Lynch have a title match, but. I mean, I get it. I, I don't agree with it. I would rather have seen something else, but I get it, and it is what it is. Nothing we can do about it, but just live with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone's kind of saw the writing on the wall with the triple threat. I'm the same way, too. Why throw Charlotte in the mix? You know, just keep it one-on-one. Lynch, she's got the crowd behind her. The crowd's starting to turn on Rousey. Natural match right there, but – what Vince wants, he's gonna get. He's the one that signs the paychecks. See, I don't ask my audience what they want. I tell them what they want. I tell them what they want, and then they like it. Uh, I don't agree with it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's weak booking. And, you know, yeah, Rousey, if, if you have such a lack of confidence and want do you make her the champ so quick, uh, to me that that's just a lot of the frustration. You know, the crowd's ready for Lynch to take over. Let her take over. Let her actually be the man on it. Instead, uh, we're just going back to a regular uh, formulaic approach that <clears throat> is the same thing they've been doing for years.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, on SmackDown, Charlotte opens up the show – Kind of gloating about being in the triple threat at WrestleMania, you know. Again, I get it. Don't like it, but I, I can kind of understand why. It adds more talent in there, and uh, definitely a bigger heel now. The fans have really turned on Charlotte, which that brings a different aspect to it as well. But uh, where's Oscar? As, as you seen, as you said earlier, champs. That's not being booked. Where's our truth? You put the belt on him or title or. You know, whatever Vince wants to call it now, I don't think he likes the word belt anymore or title. You put the U.S. Championship on him almost three weeks ago. And we haven't seen hide nor hair of him. Same with Oscar.
1: Well, you're never gonna lose the belt if you never defend it or you're never booked to use it. I think that was a uh, a little meme that you made up that you posted on the Slop Drop page. The uh, truth, I mean.
0: Hey, our truth may be the longest running U.S. Champ that the WWE's ever
1: had. He might be by the time it's said and done. I mean, yeah, it's just... And then Oscar disappears. I mean, why aren't you booking your biggest stars in the uh, weeks leading up to WrestleMania? You know, something has to really change after the Elimination Chamber this Sunday.
0: Yeah. Wasn't a whole lot uh, to brag about on SmackDown either. Uh, The Usos and Shane and Miz had a little face-off, which... As everybody knows by now, Jimmy Uso arrested today. Uh, you can't do that, Jimmy. You can't get out and challenge a police officer like that. That's a that's a no-no.
1: Well, apparently Uso thinks that the Uso Penitentiary is real life.
0: Um... If anybody is living their gimmick, it was Uso today.
1: Welcome to the Uso
0: Penitentiary.
1: Well... Uso might find himself uh, on the unemployment line the way uh, the WWE is. I'm sure he's going to get a little uh, slap on the wrist or something like that. And But, <laughs> I mean, you've got to be smarter than that.
0: I don't expect them to win the title Sunday. And what little leverage they may have had. I know there were some contract negotiations taking place or are about to take place. And they kind of had a... Uh, I don't know. They they may have had a little bit of pull or a little more strokes than than what we thought at the time. Uh, some leverage, I guess you could say, and threatening to go to AEW. Well, Vince doesn't he doesn't want to lose them. But now this uh, this could have this could affect a lot of things for the Usos.
1: I say let them go to A and D, AEW. I think you got plenty of talent that could. That could come up from NXT, or if you properly use some of your teams that aren't being used. Honestly, I'm fine with him letting the USOs go. I've never been a USO
0: fan. Yeah, if they don't go to AEW, they might go to AEW, or they might be in the unemployment line. I did a uh, a thing on tag teams last week, and I didn't. I don't have this in my notes, but there was one fella uh, I ranked some of the best former tag teams that was in my opinion. And I put me because you may you may have different uh, opinions. So I didn't want them to think it came from you. And then I put another top 15 current roster currently activated tag teams. And there was one fellow who was he was not happy. He thought the Uso should have been number one. I had the, the young bucks at number one and that didn't sit well with him. But uh, we agreed to disagree, I guess you could say.
1: Hey, yeah, uh, you can always agree to disagree. And I have to ask, you know, what is that guy smoking? I, I think the Usos, completely overrated. Uh, they've been riding the Romans, Roman Reigns train for a year, in my opinion. When an Usos segment comes off, on, I can tell you my TV goes off because they're terrible.
0: Uh, I think they're okay. I don't think, I don't think they're number one current active tag team by far. But uh, I'm like you. I think they're good, but I'm not overly impressed. Uh, Also on SmackDown, they had a gauntlet match, which I don't like these things. I think they're silly. It involved Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. Randy Orton wins. I guess he wins the right to enter last in the Elimination Chamber, which I guess will give him an advantage. But what about Kofi Kingston? They just threw him in there which and don't get me wrong, Kofi Kingston is very deserving of a lot of things. He's he's done quite a bit. He's been US champ. I think he's been Intercontinental champ, tag team champ several times. Uh I don't know if I would throw him into the heavyweight championship picture just yet. I think there's some other guys that I I don't know. I guess when they say new face, new matches, new this, that, and the other, that that is one thing that they've done differently is give Kofi a chance. But what what are your thoughts on Kofi Kingston possibly becoming the SmackDown champion Sunday?
1: Who 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 <laughs> who Kofi Ooh, Kingston? Who? Kofi Kingston getting his first push in like ten years. Besides being with the New Day, I I mean to me again, it's just inconsistent booking. There's no buildup behind it. Why would fans want to get behind him? Instead, you just throw in the mix one match and the fans are supposed to automatically get behind him. Build a little bit of momentum. Build it up. Do a slow burn to it. Don't just automatically stick him in the mix that quick. I mean, I like Kofi Kingston, but have a little backstory to it. Uh, You know, build something that's going to get the fans caring about it instead of just throwing it in. To me, lazy booking.
0: A lot of people riding that Kofi train today. That wasn't two weeks ago. Uh so that was basically SmackDown. Again, really wasn't all that crazy about that one. I don't know what I would grade it. Probably a C. So it's maybe a little bit better than raw, but not much. I think, you know, C uh, Raw C minus and SmackDown a a C. Two o five live get to
1: see. I think that's fair. And in the words of George St Pierre, I was not impressed by the performance.
0: No, and the only reason they get to see is probably because of Kofi Kingston. I mean, that was a that was something different, at least. So props to that. Two o five live. Drew Gallick is very talented. I wish they would use him somehow, some way on the main roster. <clears throat> we had a Mike and Maria Canella sighting. They did a promo. That was about it. Tony Nese and Noam Dar had a heck of a match, and Buddy Murphy and Tazawa has been added to the Elimination Chamber pay per view. I say pay per view pre show. They've been added to the pre show. Man, I was looking at Buddy Murphy over there, and That dude is jacked. I don't yeah, know. if I'd was- like to
1: check out the scale because I don't think I- Buddy Murphy's coming in less at two hundred five we- or less.
0: Yeah, we need weigh-ins like the UFC has. We need weigh-ins. We need to see who weighs 205, who weighs above 205. Because I think maybe even Tony Neese, that little dude's Jack too. But Buddy Murphy looks like he's weighing a little bit more than 205.
1: Well, what I would like is an angle where, let's say, you have Mike Canellas come out in a uh, Chris Jericho cruiserweight type thing where he starts saying, hey, Buddy Murphy's over 205 pounds. Let's do a weigh-in thing j- similar to what uh, – Jericho yeah. Jericho segment back in the late 90s where, uh, you know, he was saying, well, there's no way that Stinko Malenko and all them weighs under 205 <laughs> pounds. To me, I think play off that. I think whoever's yeah. going to be his opponent can play off of that. Maybe a heel type character. That's why I thought maybe canellas might be a good fit in it. And, uh, you know, I, I think something a little bit different. That's, that's my only problem with 205 Live is it seems like there's not a lot of buildup to – getting to know the characters. It's all about these guys just doing move after move, kind of like a video game, you know, and yeah. the cruiserweights worked for me in the past. Like the old ones in the nineties, like Malenko and Jericho and Benoit and all those guys, there was a little bit of story behind it. And uh, of course, to me, none was better than Jericho when, you know, with his uh, character that he played in the day, but to let's me, not, let's not a leave
0: out, character. let's not leave out Rufus.
1: Oh yeah. Who could forget
0: Rufus? Well, you know what i like to see? Uh, Raw and SmackDown, there's a monthly pay-per-view. NXT has a quarterly pay-per-view, a takeover. In a, uh, 205 Live doesn't have anything. They just have their little weekly show that if you don't have the network or Hulu, you're not going to get to watch it. I think they should let – I think they should combine. Put 205 Live with NXT, have another two-hour show, and uh, – Let them join in on the quarterly takeovers. Showcase them a little bit. There's some talent on 205 Live. They just don't get the the eyes, the viewers.
1: I think that's a great idea. Just put 205 Live in with NXT. Have that division inside NXT where you have that rabid fan base that would really respect what the cruiserweights bring. To me, that would be a natural fit to put them together.
0: Yeah, and and there's talent on NXT right now. They probably don't weigh 205 or, or right at it. Uh, some of the uh, undisputed Air guys. That, I mean, they they may weigh 205 five or under. They could go for that cruiserweight belt. That way, they would have the North American belt. They would have the cruiserweight belt, uh, the NXT championship, and the NXT tag teams. You know, spread it around a little bit. <clears throat> but speaking of NXT, Shayna Baszler, I think, is money. She's everything that they wanted Ronda Rousey to be. She's talented. She's good on the mic. She's, I, I think she's, she's main roster quality right now, probably much better than what Ronda Rousey is and probably ever will be. Oh,
1: I agree. I think Baszler is already. I think she is light years ahead of where Rousey is right now. Rousey struggles <clears throat> to put two words together in a in a promo. Baszler very natural, plus her matches very believable. Uh, you know, Rousey who has super athleticism doesn't really know how to sell, and just the way she reacts with the crowd, you know, just she has no tact in her performance at all, where I think Baszler's already becoming like a grizzled veteran.
0: She, Rousey lets the crowd affect her. She lets them get in her head when they're booing her. It throws her off her game. I think Baszler feeds off that. It doesn't affect her at all. But, uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, as I said, I think she's everything they wished Ronda Rousey was going to be. Adam Cole and Ricochet, another awesome match. Ricochet comes out ahead. I don't know what they're doing with Undisputed Era. They've kind of been on a losing streak as of late. I love Undisputed Era. To me, it's the closest thing we have of the four horsemen that we've had in years. All those guys are talented, not only in the ring, but on the mic as well. Don't know if they're planning on breaking them up or maybe moving some of them to the main roster, but I really wish they would leave them together and bring them up to the main roster, but we'll see. I'm a huge fan of Undisputed Era, great faction, and uh, their money.
1: I would love to see them make their debut debut the night after WrestleMania uh, to show up on either uh, – I'd like to see them show up on Raw. I think you bring in a group like that. That's new faces. That's change. That could be some of the things that uh, the game was talking about.
0: Yeah, and leave them together. There's no factions right now. There's no stables. There's barely any tag teams. They're throwing people together to make tag teams. Shane and Miz and Rude and Gable leave them together.
1: And you got Rude, who I think could be one of the best heels in the business. And you're running him as a vanilla babyface. Uh, to me, you've got to play towards their strengths. To me, Rude, much like uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, can fall into that that heel persona, that he's better than everyone. I would love to see them push that and say this vanilla character that has nothing to bring to the table.
0: Yeah, you know, Sunday they're having Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Bobby Roode needs to be in there somewhere, or at least over on SmackDown feuding with R-Truth. Hey, that'd give both of them a a match. R-Truth, who's been MIA, who doesn't have anybody. You know, I hate to see Bobby Roode go to SmackDown, but do something with him. He was
1: getting used more on SmackDown, the former United States champion, getting a singles push. Uh, To me, he's got the music. He's got the look. Get him a storyline that can turn him into a star.
0: Yep, I agree. Again, we talked about the Elimination Chamber. It's this weekend. No r There's So there's no U.S. champion on this pay-per-view. There's no SmackDown Women's Champion on this pay-per-view. There's no Raw Tag Team Championship match on this pay-per-view. And there's no Universal Championship match on this pay-per-view, which I get it. It's Brock Lesnar, so that's that's kind of understood. We're, we don't expect him to be on all these pay-per-views. He gets special treatment. But there's three champions right there that's not even on this card. We got Buddy Murphy and Tazawa. that's on the pre-show. For some reason, we're getting Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman, Lashley and Balor for the IC title, Shane and Miz versus the Usos, which I expe- fully expect Shane and Miz to retain, especially after today, <clears throat> uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Smojo, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy for the SmackDown Championship, and, of course, a new women's tag, um, and then Ronda versus Ruby for some reason. I'm going to watch it. I'll probably regret it. Um, But I don't know. At least we'll get to see a little bit of history with the women's tag team champions.
1: Well, I'm afraid it might be three and a half hours of your life you're never going to be able to get back uh, because right now the card's not setting up. I'm not going to watch it live. I'm probably going to just watch it slowly over the rest of the week because to me, that's too much crap to digest in one night.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get my prediction. I think Buddy Murphy will retain. I think Stroman will win. I think Lashley will retain. Miz and Shane will retain. Uh, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan will retain. I think Nia Jax and Tamina will, will win the uh, women's titles. And I think Ronda will uh, beat Ruby. I mean, why, why would they book Ruby right to beat Ronda Rousey Sunday? that would make no sense. It would be a huge swerve, but it would make absolutely no sense going into the triple threat match at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. I think the way since they're already setting the WrestleMania matches, they're not going to have, they're not going to have Rousey lose unless, you know, by some type of fluke. But I, yeah, I mean, to me, that's why it's hard to get into this pay-per-view because You know, they're already setting. You can kind of see the writing on the wall with WrestleMania. So why go to a show that you think is going to be a pretty standard, basic show? To me, it's just nothing to get excited about.
0: No, I agree. Uh, Speaking of WrestleMania, usually by now, they're advertising who the inductees for the Hall of Fame is going to be. Haven't seen anything official at all. I have saw some rumors online. But usually during Raw and SmackDown during this time when they go to commercial or come back from a commercial they're pumping up who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I've saw nothing. I've I've heard saw a few rumors about uh the Hart Foundation, the tag team not the faction, Bam Bam Bigelow, the Undertaker, the Rock and Batista. I know uh, well, I don't know. I read where Batista had a meeting or is going to have a meeting with the WWE about WrestleMania. I don't know whether that's a match or maybe a Hall of Fame type thing. To me, it's too soon to put Batista in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, to, to, to me, I mean, it's going to be in New York, New Jersey. So I'm like you. I'm thinking, okay, who's some of the New York, New Jersey stars, or maybe some stars of the past that would be able to go in in New York, New Jersey. To me, Rock and Batista would probably be the two that they would want the most. Um, especially The Rock right now being red hot and even Batista being red hot. I could see one of them going. Probably not The Rock because there's just not the buildup for it. Uh, But yeah, I got a feeling this might be the year that Batista goes because I don't think Batista's coming back. Um, I think he's, for one, he was 40 years old really when he started his career. So, I mean, he's pushing 50 now. Looks incredible, but I don't see him getting back into the ring. Uh, But I'm going to throw one kind of off the wall. I really think, uh, a couple of years ago when the Rock and Roll Express went in, they went in, they was inducted by Jim Cornette. Even though I know it's in New York, New Jersey, uh, I would like to see the Midnight Express with beautiful Bobby Eaton and sweet Stan Lane uh, go in this year with Jim Cornette.
0: What, what about Dennis Condry?
1: I don't I mean, is WWE. I, how's the relationship right now with Dennis Condry and Cornette?
0: And no, no, I agree with you, man. Uh, Eaton and Lane and Cornette. It's a travesty that the Midnight Express is not in the Hall of Fame. You got freaking Coco Beware and Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame, but the Midnight Express is not. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh they need to be in there. I think China needs to be in there eventually. Owen Hart need definitely needs to be in there, but I understand why it can't be due to legal reasons with the wife. Vader needs to be in there. Vader is not in the Hall of Fame. The things that he has done in New Japan and WCW and WWF slash WWE, he's not even in the Hall of Fame. British Bulldog, I could go on and on. Pillman, Honky Talk Man's not in there. Miss Elizabeth, but you're going to put Batista or considering Batista? I think one day Batista will be deserving, but I think it's too soon. I don't like it when they put younger guys in the Hall of Fame. He can pull a Chris Benoit tomorrow, and I, I don't know. I probably a poor reference but you get what I'm saying he's still got a lot of miles in the tank to do something stupid and to me I just don't think he's a hall of fame worthy as of right now yeah right now
1: I just don't see a lot lining up um you know trying I'm just trying to think is like who would be someone you know maybe with the undertaker possibly go in since it's in New York New Jersey I mean I just there's just not There's just none of that buzz. At least in years past, we kind of had an idea. Everything's kind of out there. So I've been thinking, it's like, okay, who's going to, you know, is this the year, hey, maybe we're going to get an (laughs) X-Pac into the Hall of Fame or something like that. You know,
0: the Undertaker's name has been, you know, mentioned, or at least I've read it a couple times where he could be a, a possible Hall of Fame inductee for this year. I know he doesn't have a match right now. Um. If he is not at WrestleMania, do you think he will be back at WrestleMania?
1: I really don't see the undertaker coming back. I know he came and He worked that match with, uh, Michaels and triple H. And I mean, he looked old. Yeah. I would hope he would not get back in the ring. Uh, I would hope he would stay retired. Uh, I don't want to see him like Terry Funk and you know, yeah. where he just will not quit. Uh, I would love to see the heart foundation go in, uh, you know, Jim the Anvil, Neihard, and Bret Hart, I'd love to see that group go in. Then you could say, you know, Hart would become a double nominee. Yeah, uh, you know, just like Flair. Yeah, and I was thinking other former world champions like, you know, Psycho Sid Vicious, who the, uh, the New York crowd used to love. He was a former champ, uh, you know, back in the heyday when they were primarily out of New York. Uh, someone like him or, you know, I think a Vader would be a good one with that WCW background behind him. Um, I, I would just, to me, I don't know for I would just really like to see beautiful Bobby Eaton get in this year.
0: Uh, I agree hundred percent. Um, and I
1: don't know, I could see them probably even maybe taking one of the, uh, some of the ECW guys, maybe picking someone from ECW to go in, even though I know that's primarily out of Philly, but just to kind of relate to that, you know, Northwest, uh, I mean, Northeast, uh, characters. So I mean, put Paul just,
0: Heyman in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, you know, would Heyman want to go in, though, or would that be more of a distraction to the Lesnar pay-per-view that they got going on? But, yeah, Heyman would be a great one. Put in some managers. There's so many managers that have not, you know, gone to the Hall of Fame that should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, To me right now, I mean, I would really like, and I know this is a long shot, I'd really like to see Pillman go in just because, to me, he was – the reason why they had the attitude era. Uh, the problem is, man, if he could have just stayed alive a few years longer and feuded with Austin, we'd be talking about some of the things going on if he didn't have the automobile accident. But I know there's been some concern with his wife too. But I know his son is uh, really outperforming now and doing some really great things. Yeah,
0: son's in MLW right now. You could have his son induct him, give him a little WWE exposure, see what the what the crowd how they react and accept that. Uh, they did the same with uh, Goldust and Cody a few years ago when they put the dream in.
1: So, I, I mean, it's going to be, to me, it's like everything, it's just wide open right now. I think we'll start to get an idea as the next few weeks. I really think after this elimination chamber, starting on Monday, I think the hall of fame thing's going to start rolling. And I think uh, WrestleMania will start taking shape.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Monday, I mean, it's got to really, uh, You know, we've we've talked about The Undertaker. He's removed everything off his uh, social media that has anything to do with the WWE. He's charging $25,000 an hour to book him. And I read today where Conrad Thompson StarCast 2 is his first booking outside the WWE. And that is very close to AEW's Double or Nothing event. Same town. Same weekend. I'm not saying he's going to AEW. I'm not saying he's going to make an appearance. I'm just saying I think I think Taker's maybe doing a little trolling online. I don't know if all this is a work. Uh, I think he's going to stay WWE until retirement, which and I hope this year is probably when he retires. But uh, I think he's messing with people right now. But he is going to be at uh, Starcast too. And I don't know how long he's going to be, but 25000 an hour, man. I, I wouldn't want him hanging around very long if I was paying the bill. <laughs> That's
1: a lot of autographs to make your money back. So
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of AEW, you know, last week we had a show and uh, predicted that that was going to be the night that Kenny Omega signed. And sure enough, Kenny Omega officially signs with AEW. And AEW's double or nothing. Their pre-sale tickets sold out in 25 minutes. Today, their regular tickets entirely sold out in four minutes. This is for an event that's not until May 25th. AEW has not had a single event yet. They've not had a match. They've not done anything. And they sold out the MGM Grand in four minutes, David. That's crazy.
1: I mean, the WWE would love to have that type of uh, hype for their show. Uh, to me, my only concern is I'm afraid the expectations. I know you got Omega, you got Jericho, you got all these stars, the Young bucks. Two, it's going to take them a little bit of time to really have a good production. And since you've never even put a show on, I just hope they're not putting too much pressure on themselves by coming in with that big an event and setting themselves up. I would have liked to have seen them maybe do something smaller, build up, build up, build up. Instead, like like it says, it's all in. They're going all in. I hope it succeeds. I hope it works. I just hope, though, they haven't built up too much anticipation that they can't deliver.
0: Yeah, they don't even have a TV deal yet. Uh, it's been possibly leaked that this double or nothing or, or an, an event that they're going to have might be on Access TV that doesn't mean a weekly TV deal. It just means an event. I think Access TV, um, for one, Axis does sell tickets to certain things, concerts, uh, sporting events, and whatnot. There has been occasional uh, wrestling events on Access. That doesn't mean they're going to be the ones to pick them up. I still think, just my opinion, Ted Turner's going to pick them up, either TNT or TBS. And I believe they've already copyrighted Tuesday night Dynamite. So, We're looking maybe this fall of them being on a major cable network with a show on Tuesday nights, which that'll work out good. Raw will be on Monday, AEW on Tuesday, and SmackDown will be moving to Fox on Friday nights.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to see what they do, and I really hope the show delivers. But, I mean, that tells you there's still a rabid base out there that the WWE is letting go Uh, With the uh, stuff that they've been doing, I think there's still a base out there that wants something else to watch besides WWE.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you what they're not watching, and that's Impact. Those ratings and that viewership is way, way down. It's bad. Uh, They need to do something besides be on the Pursuit channel and on Twitch because, man, I don't know how much longer Impact's going to have a pulse.
1: Well, I'd like to take a a moment to have a moment of silence for (laughs) Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling's done. Impact Wrestling, to me, never got over the terrible mismanagement by Dixie Carter who basically took that company, turned it sideways, and flushed it right down the toilet.
0: And look at all the talent that they had at one time. Not, I'm not. I'm not even talking about Flair was there, Nash was there, Hogan was there, Sting was there. I'm talking about homegrown talent that they had and let go. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, several more. Eric Young, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is now the ROH champion and has had that belt longer than any other ROH champion ever, which includes Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. And I could go on and on. Very impressive well, by Jay Lethal. I'd love to see him in the WWE one day. I, I bash
1: Dixie Carter. She's a big part
0: of it, but there's six
1: words to me that kill TNA, and that's that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> Hulk Hogan to me was the final cat. He was the final nail in the coffin of TNA, WCW. Hogan and Bischoff and Russo, the same three that helped put WCW in the grave, put TNA in the grave because that don't work for me, brother.
0: Let me tell you what Hogan did to impact or TNA at the time. He body slammed them. He went up against the ropes, and he did a big old leg drop right on them. One, two, three, done.
1: Rest in peace. Which is, sad,
0: which is sad because there is some talent there.
1: There is, but let's just call it what it is. They're done, finished. Uh, Scott DeMore <laughs> can go back to managing indie wrestling and whatever he does up in Canada.
0: Don Callis. I met Don Callis on the streets of St. Louis one day. Not, he wasn't a very nice guy. I'll just say that.
1: Well, see, that's why they're going to fail just because he's a jerk. If he's a jerk to the sumo, we're done with him. Rest in peace, Impact Wrestling.
0: Somewhere in the Sumo archives, I have a picture of Don Callis and Kurgan. Remember Kurgan from The Oddities?
1: Yeah, I remember Kurgan. The most oddly shaped uh, head I've ever seen on a seven-foot-tall wrestler. Um, I don't know. when, When I think of Kurgan, for some reason, even though I know it's not the same guy, but I think of the Yeti.
0: The Yeti. Oh... But a packed week of wrestling, man. Jay White won the New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship the other day. Kudos to him. Pretty young guy uh, from New Zealand, I believe. But the Switchblade, he's their new champ. They had to do something once Omega was gone. I guess they're going to run with Jay White. That'll be interesting. MMA this weekend. UFC is going to have their... First, actually, ESPN televised event this weekend. I know a few weeks ago they had one on ESPN+. This is actually going to be on a channel that you don't have to stream. Uh, the main event is Francis Naganu versus Cain Velasquez. That'll be pretty decent. Uh, last weekend, UFC 234 didn't go quite as planned. Robert Whitaker had to pull out of the uh, middleweight championship fight against Kelvin Gastelum. Afterwards, Gastelum wasn't very happy and declared himself the new champ, and ironically, Kelvin Gastelum has missed several fights due to not making weight, so I thought that was ironic that he would be such a crybaby over it, and uh, forgive me, Justin Frazier, if you're listening, Justin Frazier is a guy from from here in Arkansas that uh, used to fight for us in the OFL. That was on last season's ultimate fighter, and Gastelum was his coach, so I know he thinks a lot of of Kelvin Gastelum, but don't be a crybaby man. If you can't you can't make weight and you've missed four or five fights when it happens to you and you throw a big fit. now you know how it feels, so now maybe you'll take it serious. Uh Anderson the Spider Silva got beat by unanimous decision. That was um that was something to see. He's a legend, but I think it's time for him to to hang up the gloves and call it quits. UFC 235 is coming up. John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Tyron Woodley versus Kamar Usman. And Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. I, I can't wait for that one. <clears throat> Bellator also has uh, some events this weekend. One of them, they're having two events, one Friday night, one Saturday night. The one on Friday night's free on the Paramount Network. It's got Matt M- Matt on fighting. And then uh, Saturday night is on the DAZN app, Dazzin, D- I don't know how you say it. Where MVP is going to be fighting daily. Chuck Congo is going to be on the card as well as Marco Krokop versus Roy Nelson. So that that would be pretty interesting to watch. Bellator reminds me of WCW when they were trying to compete with the WWE by taking all their old big stars and trying to put them on their card, and uh, it just didn't work. But Bellator reminds me of WCW back in the day.
1: Yeah, Bellator right now definitely WCW. I think more probably WCW 2000, uh, you know, trying to bring in all these stars because this is going to turn it around. This is going to help us uh, catch the the big giant. But to me, uh, when I watch it, just the fights are just not very entertaining. The talent, you can just tell the talent's just a little bit over the hill and uh, just haven't been very impressed by their cards. And then they, it always seems, too, like they have some of the uh, – weirdest stoppages and to me especially when Fedor fights I was it's like I almost think it's it's uh you know it's all made up it's all booked a certain way uh just because it seems like hey if someone gets touched and Fedor's in the fight if he just touches them and they go down they're going to call the fight so I to me I mean when I watch Bellator I almost sometimes feel like I'm watching professional wrestling
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, for a while they had some of their fighters that was in professional wrestling on Impact. I know Lashley's fought for them. Um, King Moe at one time uh, was in Impact, and I don't even remember who else, but they had a little relationship with Impact that uh, they would let them borrow their fighters and and vice versa. They got Jack Swagger in there now, man. So it, it pretty much is WCW.
1: Well, I will tell you one good thing about today. Of course, today's Valentine's Day. So the one of the best part of Valentine's Day is online. Greg the Hammer Valentine. He's everywhere. He's in memes all over on the Twin Lakes Sports Network. Slot Drop. Everywhere on the internet is Greg the Hammer Valentine. So just a quick shout out to the Hammer. Uh, to the Valentine. To 30 years, 40 years from now. There's still going to be shots of Greg the Hammer Valentine looking rough, looking fat in a picture, looking haggard and like he just got out of bed.
0: (laughs) With a big scowl on his face. One of the
1: things about Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah, some of those pictures The one of him and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. uh, Yeah, that's pretty rough. But at least he's always, just because of the last name, years and years from now, Uh, People are going to pull up that picture like, who the heck is that guy? Well, let me tell you about Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, uh, happy Greg the Hammer Valentine Day.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Thank you for joining us. Remember on Facebook, at the Slop Drop. Just search at the Slop Drop. You'll find us on Twitter. We're at the Slop Drop 1. Like us, follow us, share us. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the support. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.